Hi guys, welcome to another episode. So on this episode, I have three podcasters and we're going to be talking about the movie that premiered on Netflix and cinemas on the 30th of September, Anikulakpo. Funny thing is, I used to pronounce that name as Anikulakpo until I watched that movie and realized I have been pronouncing it wrong all my life. So I have Prince, he's the host of 35 and Under. I have Toby, she's the host of Vibes Residency, and you guys already know Hafiz Nova, the host of Chacha Music Podcast. So, first of all, welcome to this episode. Yeah, I'm Prince. Hi, everyone. You're welcome to this episode. I am Toby. Hi, everyone. My name is Hafiz Nova. It's good to be here. Thank you. Be here again. Yes, again. Or bringing you back. Okay, so guys, we're just gonna be about the costumes. Toby, let's start with you. Okay, so the costumes. First of all, I have to give it to Konlea Falayo. He's a very, 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 very emphasis on the very amazing producer, director. And I heard that I had like is like the Konle Afalaya Productions was like a whole set, like he has his own village. So the costumes were so on point. The from the you know the weavers to the people that were making the clay to the people that were um just costumes ten over ten for me. Right. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, he has a whole village. So yeah, proud cap student here. If you don't know, yeah, I'm a cap student. Yeah, online student, Sha. But if you will see me or your movie screens, or you just see my name as a director, <laughs> you push know that I've blown. So yeah, Hafiz, what do you think about your costumes? Um, I mean, like Toby rightly said, the costumes were on point. I mean, I love the whole setting and the fact that, you know, the way it's also traditional in trying to tell us the story and the costume was just it's matched, you know, everything they tried to depict. So in terms of costume, I'll say, you know, they, they brought it on. I mean, that's one thing we know Kunle Afolanyo for is always, um, you know, paying a lot of attention to some of these things. And we know him to be this person that tries to promote the, you know, Yoruba culture and seeing that they were able to get the setting in terms of costume and all of that, you know, I really, really, really give them you know props especially for you know the mud houses and all of that that was that was that was dope i really i really like that they were on point for that so true. i think everyone has said every single thing i wanted to say <laughs> yeah um the costume was i feel it depicts the true um yoruba culture like for example anyone that literally had no idea what the yoruba culture was i'm sure they, are, they have actually gain that or seen that in the movie so like the the idea behind it was um was nice and it was also properly delivered everything was on point like every every single thing was on point and yeah i felt like the whole yoruba culture was actually um shown in the proper lights guys in the entire costuming and setting and everything is there anything that struck you like oh you were not expecting it and you saw it because there were some things that oh okay yeah i know basically the way i shook i know about the clay plates and all that but there were some certain things i'm like wow i have never seen this in my life 
Was there anything that just you were surprised and really glad you saw it as part of the settings or the costumes or what did you see that actually caught your attention? So um, I said for me, I really don't think there's anything that I saw, that, you know, that I was, I think aside from um, the palace itself, you know, the built palace and um, all of that. And I think one thing that I saw that really, really, that I really like, oh, okay, yeah, I love this, was the um, Asher K weaving. You know, Saro's um mechanical shop, like yes. that was like I was like yes. okay, I was about to okay. that, that they brought that they actually brought this. No, 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 no. I mean, I thought it was just going to be something they'll just use mouth to mention, and even if they were going to show, they were not going to show him actually, you know, doing the old and that thing seeing that just it took me back to when I was a kid in the village and I used to see a lot of people. You know, do it, and I begin to wonder, we do they still do this ashoki like this or something? Like, I'm not even sure I can remember the last time I saw where they were doing this. That was really, really dope. I that caught me off guard, and I really love that. What he said was what I wanted to say, actually. But there was another thing that I wasn't like, I'm not really sure what it was, but you know, Mr. Mr. Macaroni, um, and the you. role he Thank did. You. Thank like, I don't you. know exactly I don't what... Know what that thing was. Yeah. And I've not had time to like sit down, like do research, but I don't know if anybody knows, it could, you know, tell Please us. Please come attention. What was the Ashoke weaving, which I've seen over there because I have never seen that in my life. And I was really curious as to how it works. How do they make this clothes? What are they spinning? Like I was just looking lost and excited at the same time because, oh, it was nice seeing something so local turn out to make great outfits and all that. But you see that Mr. Macaroni's thing that they were pounding or whatever. I'm like, what's what is this? Like, what are the what are you doing? So yeah, please, if anybody can educate us on what that was and what it is used for, uh, I would be what, glad. What Mr. Macaroni, what they were pounding, they were trying to it's um it's clay molding. You know, have you seen all these olden days clay pots like this thing that they call? I don't know whether you've ever seen this meme that they write uh, the first deep freezer or the first water cooler. It's in something, something. This hold, it's like, um, it's like a water con. Have you ever seen? I mean, you watch a lot of um Nigerian movies where they buy, they go to the village and they carry this thing on their head, like um clay kind of. Yeah, that is what they 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 were actually doing. That's what the woman is into. The woman is into making clay pots, you know, clay oh. stuff. And, so that was what they were actually doing in that scene, which was another beautiful thing. That was what they were actually creating. So they were actually, you know, they were molding, you know, all this clay stuff to to sell. That was what they were doing. Okay. Okay. Is it those ones that they will tell you, oh, if you put it inside here, the water becomes cold. I think I've heard something like that. Is it that one? Yeah. There was there was a popular meme that was going around one time like that, that it showed it like, oh, like, you know, this is the first deep freezer in Nigeria. You know, if you put water inside, it's always cold and stuff like that. You know, it's it's very, very much. And some people even use it. Um, Some people use it, what do you used to call it? Some people use it to, you know, like to boil water. They put it on fire, you know, to boil, uh, to boil, to boil water. And they even still, they even still sell it. All those people that do, um, that do all these um, herbs, you know, like that brown stuff that they put, they, they still sell it. So that's what they were making, actually. Oh, that makes wow. it Wow. Oh, interesting. Okay, Prince, what was that wow factor for you in the costume and the setting? A lot of 
a lot of the things have been said, like the actual key, the clipboards, it's something I've seen before. It's not the first time I've seen um, those things. So just seeing it again actually brought, um, like gave me memories. So yes. And I feel like growing up, we've seen a lot of Yoruba movies that actually were depicting a lot of this um, Yoruba culture and things. But as we grew older, um, our movies became more modernized. So seeing those things just gave me, I don't know if it's goosebumps or I'm trying to look for the right words, but just when um, I think Sarah was migrating to the town, just seeing how the, um, what is it called? The guards were at the entrance and seeing how the fence wall was, it was just something like, like just like, I don't know, just gave me this feeling. Oh, nostalgic feeling. Take me back to when I was younger. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So now there's something I, I won't say I had a problem with it, but it was kind of tough for me. But thank God for transcription, the language. So I'm not Yoruba. Okay, I won't say I'm not Yoruba. I'm part Yoruba. And Yoruba for me is a problem because I don't understand Yoruba. Yes, I can pick certain things, but it was hard for me being that I don't like watching movies that have transcription or whatever 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 so for me it was a problem being that half of the time the yoruba that they were speaking it's not even the common one that i understand and i can pick that was where i even learned mirror had the yoruba word i never for the life of me knew that there was a yoruba word for mirror until sitting here is it dingiri or dingy me i'm like what are you saying so how did you find the language? Was it easy for you to flow with? Like you could literally understand every single thing without reading the transcription or there were some words that you never knew had your, um, there were some words, English words you never knew had Yoruba um, meanings or you could just like, you had to read the entire transcription throughout the entire movie. Um, I feel what you said was even the mirror part, I, I had to like go back like twice or so to be like, so this is this is what mirror is called. And I felt that way too. Yeah. Um I I grew up in Nigeria and I literally could understand Yoruba when people speak. But for some reason I didn't get every single word they were speaking. So I had to use the um translation. It, it had to help me throughout the whole movie, but some things I understood. But some has like go back to read to be like okay this is what they're trying to say so um i have no idea why they had to pick that kind of country but to use in the movie i feel like maybe that's how or your people speak like you know? uh, yeah. well has to just maybe explain why they had to go that way but yeah but still it was it was good no, I think um, did that was because they were trying to like depict the whole yoruba um culture and there's no yoruba culture without the yoruba language so you don't expect them to put all the whole you know how they were really showing us how it really goes down like in the yoruba culture and then the yoruba language is out of it i think that's the main reason why they decided to um what's this guy's name hakim hakim that um international yeah um, um, hakim kai cousin so obviously he doesn't understand yoruba he doesn't Maybe maybe he understands it, but maybe he cannot just speak Yoruba. He can't that's speak, yeah. To, yeah, that's what they had to like. And make even him. if he could speak, even if he could speak, um, he there's a way the his Yoruba would sound, yes. Because um, okay, we'll come to that. But yeah, there's a way it would sound. Yeah, literally, I'm just finding that right now. 
that that was why they muted him the whole movie. I had no idea. Thanks for educating. <laughs> yeah, because if he had open mouth, oh my God, <laughs> there will be like a disparity between what every other person is speaking and how they speak and how he too is going to speak. Ah, uh, eh. Hey. Thing is, yes, they spoke you, but they but they didn't just speak. Now, I'm, I'm sure that we've all seen the movie and we know that it was not set in the Yoruba present setting. It was set in like in the olden days setting and not just in the olden days setting. It was in the or your you know, kingdom or, or your empire or whatever or your town. Now, the thing is, the Yoruba they spoke there is the actual tongue or should I say actual accent of the old or your. Now, there are some people if you still go to Ibad now, we know that. The thing is, Ibadan people, their Yoba is a bit different from the general Yoba that we speak. Yeah, Same thing as when yeah. you go to, like, when you say the Ijebu people. Ijebu people have their Ijebu language. But even in Ibadan, the people the people in Ibadan, the Ibadan they speak is still different from the one that's those in Oyo, the Oyo town, the old Oyo, is still different from what they speak. So what they were using to speak in that movie is the actual old, you know, Oyo town. That was why at times it seems like they're not speaking the same Yoruba that you know or something is because they had to speak and because of the setting they had to speak that old you know or your language so that you know they could it could actually go well with the story which i think they did uh you know um perfectly well so it's the old or your town and yeah even me too i never knew that mirror <laughs> when they said that i'm like what what's what is what is what is what's this one like what is, what is she asking for you know but then again when I like, oh, okay, I don't learn, I don't learn you on again. But aside from that, I I could easily, yeah, I could easily understand, you know, majority of the things they were saying because I knew that okay, they were speaking the old um or your in as much as it was a conqueroba, but because I've been able to hear one or two people speak the old or your beside me before, so I was you know able to easily understand it. I didn't really need um you know the translation or stuff like that. No. Oh. I wish I didn't need translation, but I needed it a whole. I feel like I'm among those people that are international watchers, you know, the ones, those foreign people that watch and they don't know what they are speaking. Because that was me half of the time. On um, Twitter, I noticed some people were trying to say, oh, Demi would have done a better job. And some people were like, no, Kune Remy killed the character, blah, 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 and all that. So, in your opinion, the casting for the entire move from the major cast to minor cast to wakapas to chief mourners and people that they were resurrecting do you feel like in your own opinion somebody else would have played it differently just envisioning that person in that character or you feel like all the characters were properly um sought after because i've noticed one thing with nollywood movies is that casting is always a problem have i've had issues with movies i have watched and the casting was just so off. Looking at them, like, no, this person should not have been in this role because they could not portray the emotions of this character properly. They should have fit better into this other role. So, did you feel like casting was? Is with the casting, I'm not going to say this person or that person could have, you know, played it better because again, is what we see that we get. They could have easily picked somebody else, and we might not like the way the person would have killed the character. So, at times. I really don't, you know, put much. Maybe I will have loved to see this person play this role. Now, uh, what's the name of that American guy that they brought in to come and play the king that could not talk? Yeah, now, that's um, like, Hakeem that is, Yeah, for me, that is like the only let, like the only let down in terms of casting. 
To be honest, I see no reason why he was there playing that role. If someone like maybe Odwande Adekunle could have played that role, or maybe um, Latif, or even maybe you know put someone like um, what's his name, um, Yinka Kodri, the one that acted the um, the uh, the hunter that took them, you know, to the new village. If you have put yeah. someone like Yinka Kodri there, you know, I mean, it's it's logically it's like growing up when we watch your movie, we know that Ogogo and Yinka Kodri. They're like, you know, five and six. So you've already made Ogogo a king in one town. I mean, why not just make Inca country the king also in another town, right? But aside from that, aside from that king casting, I feel like any other person they could have used to any other role, we, can't, we cannot easily, because yes, we've seen these people acting in other roles, and we feel like, oh, yes. I mean, we saw Nancy in Blood Sister, and we say, oh, she did well. Then, okay, now let's go and put um, Nancy in maybe another movie. She will kill it. And then maybe the movie, the person, you know, every cast, you know, acted of uh, the way they wanted them to act. Maybe somebody could have done it better. It's going to be, it's going to be a question of maybe and if not. We can't say for sure, right? But you see that King going, ah, no, 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 no. In fact, <laughs> use that, uh, that King hand. Therefore, he's and say, do the King. <laughs> really but because for me that's that was that was a, that was a no-no for me in terms of their casting they totally 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 got it right because his role in the movie his character in the movie still doesn't make any sense but don't let me get into that maybe when we get to that part we'll talk about that part but in terms of casting i feel like that was just the only problem i had with their casting okay um what i wanted to say was that you can say people will say oh this person could have been better for the role this person could have been better for the role but to be fair to be honest i don't think they would just pick somebody and be like oh you would ask the role i actually believe there are systems that are put in place before they select a person there should be auditions or there should have been auditions for people to like um audition for the role and then whoever did the job better is the person that they selected that's what i think sha but for the cast, the cast, they did a good job. And I like the fact that um, Kulin and Falayan brought... Do you know Kulin and Falayan's children were part of the cast yeah, as well? Yeah, they were part of the cast. The I think he, he, he does that a lot. So I've noticed that with most of his movies, his children have both. I never noticed his children. It was when really? I was looking at the cast. I was just like, ah, is this not the child? I was like, wow. So in he the movie... The, the prince Sorry. artist the prince that died at the end and the princess yeah. in the beginning those are his children and i'm like i never knew i never knew really that. he 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 does that a lot if you've watched the figurine his son played a was um i can't remember his role but his son was somebody's child in the movie the figurine even in october one his son too was there like the fact that they brought like old legendary yoruba actors to um play like the chief be the chief um what's that thing that they call the yoruba culture the chief or your messes and the yeah. bashrooms and the men yoruba history coming to play <laughs> yeah i i do feel the peak was on point and in terms of the mute muted king um i'll have to disagree with what um afi said I feel probably in the writing the script, they, they made um, reference to that already. So whoever it is, probably the person would have been muted. 
because they gave a backstory to why he was muted, even though when Saru was explaining the reason, it wasn't certain. It was giving instances, rumors he had. But I felt like they gave a backstory to it, and whoever had played that role probably would have also been muted. And I do feel he played his role very well. His his expression, everything was on point. And to me, I, I do feel every single person that played the role played the role very well and to the best us to the storyline so um on twitter i had there's i i don't know if he's a yoruba chief or somebody vast in yoruba culture he was talking about like major yoruba um will i say yoruba historic facts about the movie and he said something about there was a time in ancient yoruba kingdom where certain kings don't talk they don't speak except on special occasions or um they're having a conversation with the chief priest that they have this um mouthpiece there's a yoruba word he called them because i don't know how true it is but i saw it on twitter so probably that was the basis for that particular king like you said whoever would have played that character would have still been mute but yeah the storyline so i think that or i feel that for some people the storyline was not properly expanded for some people some parts dragged on for some people they wanted um awaru i don't know if i'm pronouncing her name properly but shalashavu character they wanted more um insights on how she was a woman eater why she became the sugar mommy that she is um why um arolake's father sold um gave her to the chief just because he wanted to marry her and order so for you guys what do you think about the storyline where there's parts you felt should have been expanded someone's story told a little bit better or you're just comfortable with the way the entire story went and how it ended so um in terms of the storyline i do feel um like some there were some dark areas there were some dark areas like even um saru's role where he came from he just migrated to a city like they just told us where he was from and what he does like we didn't have any backs really that much backstory i think the only time we had the backstory was when he was a child and he had to they took him from his father's place or something like that yeah i feel that was the only backstory we had about him and in terms of like the first um sugar mommy in the city of Oyo or your town they, they also didn't give us a backstory to that and there was some dark areas that probably i felt like they had to do so as not to stretch the whole the whole movie not to make it so long but like we needed some areas but in terms of um the king um marrying this lady at 15 years age i feel like it was something normal in those times it was something that was happening those times so we didn't really need a backstory to that because everybody had an idea that um the olden days um people got married very especially the ladies they were sold out to kings and chiefs at a very young age but the storyline there were some dark areas that probably would have needed some more um explanation or some more details for us to understand the backstory to this besides that it was okay Okay, so I feel like I understand that some of you like one backstory and all, but in my perspective, I feel like sometimes if you put a backstory to it or we have too many backstories, it will like derail the whole plot and then people will still complain like this is not what we wanted, something, 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 something. 
and then the whole sugar mommy p like to be honest i really wanted to see more of shola sugar wale but well clearly we didn't and um the final point for you know arulake was barring i didn't know she was barring at first at first i was thinking it was the king that was maybe impotent and then all the other children that were the king's children were not actually the king's children you you literally took that thing out of my mind when i was i'm like ah this is baba shegi's vibes i'm getting some baba shegi's vibes these children are not his own ah i I wish that was what happened i had so many so many as the movie was just i was just like thinking okay are you sure that these are the children like how is this gonna go how is it gonna end but then it ended the way it ended and she was actually barren so okay but really that was how like at the beginning i'm like okay probably she doesn't have an issue probably maybe it's the king then these children are not his own then ah baba shakey's vibe what will happen he will chase all of them out they should just be the only one but yeah like you said it happened the way it happened so hafiz do you have any thoughts about the storyline oh brace yourself i'm about to scatter everywhere hafiz has come Okay, so um first of all, like um um I think it's um about the backstory, right? I feel like they give as much as backs as much as possible backstory they could give. You know, not everything needed a backstory. The little ones that needed the backstory, it was there. And you know, like not to drag or to stretch the whole story, they gave just little pieces and they wanted us, you know, to figure everything out together and um that was what it did right but also some of those backstories didn't make the whole thing hard up do you understand and for me okay so let's start from um we are talking about the storyline and every other thing now where you read they gave um the queen to the to the king at the age of 15. now that was a good backstory right because we saw where the father was already telling the king like ah um you know anything that you want me to do i'm also at your service if it is my daughter too that you want you know so they already just gave a small you know instance of that and also for saru saru it was also told you know in terms of oh yeah my parents were in debt and you know they keep they kept trading me off to pay their debt and you know they showed that i mean they could have gone on and on but yeah that was just the basics of his origin and how he kept moving and you know all of that but now the storylines the thing i feel about the storyline is there were a lot of loopholes in the storylines that like ah as this thing take interesting reach the thing is let me say this i enjoyed the movie no doubt i like the movie no doubt but there were a lot of loopholes and a lot of questions that will make you feel like you know really makes sense so first of all was the first time saru and uh arola Kabiaro, whatever her name is i can't remember when they had sex in the bush now for me that that felt just so like you know the whole scene was just not it wasn't just it for me because yes they saw at the palace but then again the scene that they saw at the palace was more of saru eyeing the queen not really the queen eyeing saru and they never made some sort of intimate connection whether from far or from near and the next thing we saw was you don't jam out you don't push out for bush for night and you know even on Saro's face, there was no, in as much as yes, Saro see him, Saro like him, but there should be a little hesitation like, ah, Ayaba, you know, there should be something little just to show that, ah, yes, I won't do but then. I shall, 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 I
there should be that little thing of ah you know the wife of the king and stuff like that even if you go still drum but maybe you just put down for maybe get there you say you know mind nami day yeah but you know that also yeah. went then let's go back let's go to the king the king that could not speak yes in as much as maybe maybe that was what they're trying to depict what you said that you saw on twitter like oh there was a time kings in or your you know maybe they would not speak they have a mouthpiece the question is if we are being really honest what was the relevance of the king not being able to speak to the story that he told us it had no relevance because whether the king could speak or not the point line is the king's child died that was that was the bottom line that was the story they were painting so whether the king could speak or not it had no relevance in what they were trying to tell us so why not just make the king speak and then again then again if you are being realistic so if the king could not speak so the king no fish out in Peking die in the look nine handmade nine they shout nine they do i mean that's that part where the child died and he could not wake up the whole emotion and the whole this thing for me was it was crap i expected some sort of ah you know like some sort of at least let's know that his mouth could open right that's that's for me could have been a much more that for me could have been a much more very better stuff rather than just you know they are now showing us back in the days for me that's that didn't just that didn't just work well for me at all they would, that was then again again maybe this might be the last one i'll say because you know like i said i have a lot and which is another thing now the issue where they caught the queen right um they've gone to report like oh the queen had gone to do this then they have gone to meet they've gone to capture saru you know to beat saru and kill saru now why they were doing that now if we are going to look at it in a normal typical how kings are powerful and how they see things as betrayal you caught your wife cheating with somebody now you've gone to deal with the person there has to be some sort of punishment onto the wife either you pursue the wife away from the palace publicly or you lock her up or you do something or she's under guard 247 but there was nothing how in hell did the queen able to come and sleep with her till the next morning and nobody from the palace came to look for her and then she ran away and they did she they didn't even show us that okay maybe at one point they looked for her even if for just for two days or one hour and decided you know what i shall know and come about a lot or stuff like that there was no it was like the queen didn't matter to the king that was the way and to even now paint the picture right they said she was the queen uh, she was the king favorite right king favorite and then they caught you cheating with somebody and there was nothing to show that okay this was what the king or this was I mean, if she had wanted to run away they could have showed us her being in a you know maybe in a guard room or in a cell or somewhere separate from the palace where the guards are watching her and she probably you know sneaked away and went to go and look for sarah and stuff like that that would have made sense but they didn't show us any of that all they showed us was she don't go meet her and she was sleeping and if we are going to be realistic in terms of the timeline of when this thing happened all this thing happened you know in 24 hours from when she left um Saru's place back to the palace now assuming she had not gone back to the palace it would have made sense that okay she never got back to the palace but she went back to the palace that means she went back to the palace they did they caught her and they knew what she did and nobody even the king could not say okay gather down order somewhere no they left her unattended to meaning it was as if she was not just important then she had to still come back and sleep with saru till the next morning and they started going away and even when they now went away they never told us okay at least let us know that ah the king go ah oh yeah 
there should be some sort of this because it's a disgrace unto the king that your wife you know cheated on you with somebody it's a disgrace so there should be some sort of power where the king will show that okay yes this is how you know i get my um honor back or this is what i do but all of that nothing we don't see anything they just left it you know like that and for me that was that was like uh, 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 abba why will you why will you do this this is a queen for god's sake if you write queen and you people just you know let her go like that so like i said a lot of loophole a lot of loopholes but those were the one you know that stuck out to me more. okay um I, I wanted to like just chip in on what he said like the point where um the part where um he said that um um what's her name Arulake and um saru the part where they had um, sex in the bush for the first time and the whole no sexual attraction blah, 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 blah. so at first i even thought that oh or is she a witch why is she jumping on him so like the way she just jumped on him was actually like very very i don't know whether it was to add like drama or spice or whatever but it was looking too suspicious and i agree about um the king God bless you. God bless you for saying that. So it was a same way trying to watch an horror movie. Just came out from the darkness. Blah, you know? <laughs> it is well. <laughs> but I didn't actually for this is that I didn't even see this part. Probably I'll come and watch it again. This thing you are talking about, I didn't even realize. I, like, I didn't watch. Okay, so I'll drop my own comments about this story. Like the way the way the way she jumped and it was so quick. Well, like at first I was like, you know what she was she was creeping behind him, right? And then I was like, ah, she she a Jenny Abi, what's happening? What's the what's gonna happen in this thing? Like, what's what's the problem? Then we just jumped by and then she off clothes. I say, ah, hey, what's hey. the problem? There was an offing of clothes. <laughs> then and then there was something else that I actually wanted to talk about. Like, um, I was having this conversation with my friend the other day about the resurrection bed, that's the Akala bed. So I don't know. Make maybe I'm not understanding you well. I thought the bed only comes when it's when you have like an untimely death. You know, people die like natural deaths, and then apparently it's the Yoruba culture that when someone dies, they put them to the ground to rest before they start like digging up um di- digging up graves and then burying them under. So they just put them up um on the ground to rest and then they will decay or whatever. So I just thought that the bed comes when. You have like an untimely day maybe they killed you before your time or maybe you have like an accident or you're shot or something but she wasn't like that you know it's every single person that um dies that the akala bed comes to and then you know saru when the bed came to saru the bed was like oh what did you do what was your offense then after saru now said the whole offense the bed was like oh you cannot go before arulake now came to like hit the bed and took the um the god or the god or whatever so like is it just me or me i just thought that the bed will come when you have like an untimely death and then it will say okay yeah you are fit to go go you are not fit to go die Jonathan. in terms of the bed yeah i think from the story they painted or from the you know backstory they gave was like when the bed comes and even me i had this argument like I think the bird, because they would say that the bed will come and the bed will come and, you know, eat you up. That That's how the bed people, they just throw your body on the floor, the bed will eat you up and then, you know, you decay and stuff like that. But they said there's this bed that when the bed comes, you know, like, so, so what I thought was the bed was going to come and eat him up and maybe the bed now decided, well, because of the way they, you know, killed him and injustice, you know, stuff like that, the bed decided to wake him up. But other people that, you know, watch the movie and then it now really makes sense. Or the thing is the bed will come 
the bed would like probably wake you up for like maybe few seconds or few minutes or whatever to determine if you deserve to be alive or not. So the thing is, if um, Arolake had not, you know, probably eat the bed and take the power, um, Saro could have died at that point in time. Maybe it's 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 all it's all a it's all a, uh, a question of maybe if not and you know blah 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 blah. I think the thing is okay. the bed will first of all wake you up to see if you want to be alive or not. Then if you want to be alive, it will leave you to be alive. If not, then you go back to being dead. That okay, was the only so thing that probably made sense. If if um Sarah died like a natural death, right? If he died a natural death and they buried him dead. Are you saying that the bed will wake him up again? According according to the movie, they don't even need to bury. They just they just leave you on the floor like that. The bed will just come and eat you up. No need to bury. They don't they don't they don't bury. Yeah, they don't bury. They just leave you there. Your body either decomposes or the bed will come and eat you up. There's no need to pour sound on your head or anything. They don't do that. But it was later on in civilization that was when they started doing that. Okay, that clears it up. Thank you. I also have, uh, I was thinking, is it regardless, like they were, in the beginning of the movie, they made reference to how um, they take you to this forest, like once you die. So is it that if the very moment you die and they dump you in this forest, is it when you are in this forest, that's when this bird comes or the bird comes no matter where they leave you? One question, Kula Fulani will have to answer. Again, like I said, if you look at it critically, you might begin to see some loopholes that mm, make sense. Some doesn't make sense. Like the question of this bird now, I think is one thing about the movie whereby we can keep to argue and say, oh, okay, yes, we need to know the story of the bird. Maybe we even need to have the backstory of the bird and stuff, and stuff like that. Okay, I feel like, because even for me, at first I was like, okay, because the thing is, when I was watching the movie, at first, I didn't see that the bird had actually dropped that stuff that um that Avalaka took from the floor. I thought it was when the bed was about to pick or about to eat um sorrow. That's when our lacquer came out and eat it and that thing dropped. But I had to now go back because I thought someone saw like, no, the bed actually dropped it before, you know, um, what was her name? Um, our lacquer came to eat the bed. I'm like, oh, okay. So I think it's when the bed comes and drop that thing. That is when the person will first of all wake up. Then like a mini judgment. You what time I'll be, you know what time? Man, they go, I be man, no go and stuff like that. But yeah. Sorry, back to Arolake. Initially, when I started watching the movie and she was in the night night scene, I thought she was like a night goddess or something, goddess of the moon or something. Jige, I was, thought she was the witch. I thought with the whole... <laughs> chilling uh, with the moon. Chilling with the moon. <laughs> she loves the moon or she's, she's loved with the night. A I was actually thinking she was a witch. So I was literally angry at the fact she was not a goddess or anything. Like seriously, I was expecting. I was so expecting that. So yeah. Mama was chilling like... with the with the moon. <laughs> she was <laughs> because she was acting that way. She she, uh, the way she was acting to feel that kind of way too. Because I don't know. Also, adding the fact she was barren, I felt like she was maybe like a goddess giving the king, um, maybe prosperity or something because initially when i don't know if you if you get what i'm trying to say when all these other queens had kids but she didn't and she was acting she was saying things like um lover of the moon and stuff like that me i was thinking she was more like um a goddess like i said maybe blessing the king and that was why she was the king's favorite 
offered her a wood. I won't, I won't lie. I really care from the entire, from the beginning to the end. She was just giving up this vibe of supernatural being. Like, she was just giving me one vibe I don't understand. Either she have one kind of witchcraft inside her or she's low-key, low-key, a terrible person pretending to be a good person. She was giving me all those vibes. But for the storyline, Omo, let's start from the bed. Please, educate me. I thought that a color bed is supposed to be a spiritual bed. How is it that a mere mortal knock you six by six plank and you disappeared? No, let's six start from that. Six by six has spiritual power, my dear. Six by six. They, said they have not hit you before. They have not hit you. I Six by six plank. Six by six can actually wake up the dead. Like... That was the first thing that shocked me. I'm like, okay, this bed did not even throw her one slap with feather or just immobilize her, like do something. Ah, hmm. that was problem number one. Then the second thing, like what Hafiz said, you went to sleep with Saro, Asho, Kinikon, Kinikon. You came back to the house. The princess accused you, went to report you to her mother. Good and fine. Let's say you ran away immediately that happened. You went to pick up Saro. You follow them into the bush. You would stay with dead body till daybreak. You would lie down on top of their body till daybreak. And the king uh, was not angry enough to send out a search party. Look for her. Search all the neighboring villages. Bring her dead or alive. You did they lie down with dead body. That was an issue for me. I'm like, what's all this? Like, how, how, how? Hmm. When I yeah, left there. There was no way they wouldn't have actually found her. Because he was dead for a while. Till the next was, morning. I think it was I next see, morning. Till daybreak. Till daybreak. He did, yeah. He died throughout the night. I'm like, her dead body not start to smell. But okay, let's leave that. She's in love with the man. So let's just leave that. Because it was just so off for me. It was off. Like, nobody searched for her. Even the princess that was her so-called friend would have at least wanted to look for her and probably mock her a bit or something. But nobody. It was just as if she never existed in the palace. That's oh something else I wanted to say. For me, the storyline it dra- it was it was dragging a lot for me. I would say it dragged a lot. I had to maybe that's why I didn't see when she was jumping on him like a tiger because I had to like skip something. I'm like some places are not just necessary. We've had we've seen this already. Okay, it's okay. Move on to the next thing. Then the next thing I had a problem with was when they left and um, when he when she resurrected him and all that. Then took the the gird, I've been mean, a gird or whatever. Took the pangolosha and went. Sorry, they shreks for how many weeks? Almost two weeks with somebody that have big nose, big eye. They just a shrek. They go. That was I'm like, they trek that they still look like this. Somebody has not fainted somewhere. How is that possible? I know in the olden days they trek a lot, but almost for me that part was it didn't enter. Then well, we got to I think, I think for the I think for the trekking, yeah. I don't think probably the trek for about maybe yeah, you could even if it's for two weeks. I mean, they at you know, at some point they had to well, okay. So what I love, what I why I didn't really say much about the trekking was maybe they never really showed them being tired, maybe sitting down and exhausted and all of that. But you could remember where they were eating the purple. Yeah, the way the way they ate that purple, you know, it's like, ah, this one. A bit of power. You get so that 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 for me was like you know substitute message just to show you that okay man these ones they don't almost die now just now small remain say me they die 
you know so that was why i wasn't really bothered about you know how they worked how much they worked for how long they worked for you know and um stuff like that and i felt like when they by the time they had met that hunter the hunter's village was close by so the remaining work they were going to walk was not fire again okay that, that that answers that a bit but the next part that i found problematic you enter a new village person die and see arolake queen of the moon and the stars how did you know what that guard does how did you know its function because it dropped from the akalabe it can be anything it can be something that will collect your soul safe okay you gave it to saru to use how did saru know what to do where to place it how did he know that you don't use it to slap the person or the person doesn't drink from it or you don't soak it in water uh -uh. Uh -uh. how I think the thing with that is, I mean, if you see the conversation they had before he actually went to go and do it, there was this conversation of how do I even know this thing will work? How do I even know what I want to do? Will I go there? What will I go and say and stuff like that? You know. And she was just pushing, like, hey, just go, you know, it woke you up. It will... I feel like, again, for she is a queen, right? And I feel like she she will have some sort of knowledge about the history of the bird. Because if you watch, if you watch again, that was what I said at first. I didn't understand how, you know, my mindset was maybe she attacked the bird because she didn't want the bird to bite in. Like, oh, you don't die, but no one's spoiling fine face. Master, they manage in fine face. The way I didn't take die. You know, I think that I, I felt like that was what she was trying to do. But when I had go back again to go and watch it, and I said, okay, the power was already on the ground. And it was after that that she decided to go and attack. So maybe, again, it might be like a popular story they tell in the village, right? And being the wife of the king, certainly she must have at least had that kind of a story. So when she saw the bear, she felt like, okay, this like, you know, would be the right time for me to, as you don't quickly wake up before you kill and back, make I quickly, you know, eat you six by six and go your way. And they took the power. As for um Saru, I think Saru just did what a normal or what any normal human being could have done. You know, even if I was the one with the power and I wish there, I feel first use hand, blow, blow, uh, blow the person for uh, use hand, you know, rub the person's face, do all this akadada brabi, whatever, whatever, you know, and just say jargons because honestly i really don't know what i was saying so i think that part played out the fact that he just did whatever i think it was just the first thing that came to mind that's why if you notice he didn't say anything more than uh was it oh yeah the day i'll be barely i'll be whatever he said he didn't say anything more than that yeah and the only time he now decided to put more efficiency was when he wanted to wake the king's um you know what they used to call it the king's um that was the only time he now kept efficiency because at that time now a lot of people it now became like more of a show he wanted to show that okay yes the power day but in the first place it wasn't he didn't know what he wanted to do so let me just go there because ah, let me just even the did they say he didn't say it with full confidence if i go talk a man you know work you know so i think that's played out that played out you know well for the fact that it might be confused and anything he did at that point like you said how did he know what to do he didn't know how to he just did what he thought would work and he just you know worked but by the time he go reach the king with all the mouths when he don't make and all of that you know he can't begin the 
you know, not saying that they that they in lifestyle you go hand. I agree with you. Like, absolutely agree with you. And I feel I feel she had an idea because at the end, the way she even destroyed the whole thing, she had an idea. You get how she destroyed the charm itself. She had an idea of what was inside. Like, if I do this, you get. We didn't even know that there was sand inside that thing. <laughs> I think what I think what I think happened, maybe maybe you know she was with you for a while. Maybe she had maybe she had shook it and she had inside or something. Maybe <laughs> or maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe she had maybe she had done her research, or maybe like she tried opening it one time and then she saw something inside. She was like mm. Let me not touch it to let me not because you know she was with it for a while. And then obviously, you know, there was a scene when he went to bring Popo and then she brought it out and um she had to hide it quickly because he was there and then he was like, Oh, what are you hiding? And she was like, Oh, nothing. I'm sure there were like times before then where he did not catch her and she obviously brought it out to check what it was. Because they've been working for three weeks, obviously. And she that was the first thing she took when he resurrected. Just and so I'm sure she would have, you know, had like like little moments to um maybe do one to, or two to, to peruse and research the yeah. <laughs> <And Wonderful>. <laughs> so just yeah, one thing i was when she was giving it to saru she was explaining it to him that this was the bed and the bed dropped this thing so she already had four idea of what the bed was and what the bed does i don't know if you get what i'm saying so she had an idea yeah True. So one thing before I want to say on the whole storyline before we move on from that is I've noticed something with Kunle. Okay, so other than that, I think I was fine with the entire movie. I think every other thing progressed well. But I've noticed something with Kunle and Fulayan's movies. Baba gives us a lot of maybes. Then that gives us an end that we start to create a story from the end. I've noticed it in figuring in October 1 and now in this movie. Now at the end of it, they killed Saru Abi. Let it be that we're on the same page. They killed him. Yeah. Now, okay. So now he was resurrected again, Abby. Because I'm confused at that end. Like, well, yeah, see, no, that I end. Uh, let me, sorry, can I explain the end one second? What yes, I think yes, the end, yes. Please help I me. I feel like the, the end was more like a recap of what happened in his life. You see, the end when he resurrected was like the bed asking him. What brought you to this point? So he was giving a recap of what happened till he got to no, 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 no. I'm sorry, but I think what the end, the end also gives an explanation to the bird because you know we had this argument like, oh, what exactly does the bird do? I think it's trying to say that okay, no matter the type of death, no matter the type of death, even if you die like a million times and you're resurrected, the bird will still come and ask you. So this time, there's a possibility that the bird will not let him come back. Will not let him resurrect because nobody is there to pick up the god, the god or whatever it's called, and then run away with it. So, like, I don't think. Wait, sorry, 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 sorry to sorry to So there's another god. I'm confused. So is it no, that the bed no, has no. plenty guards? Or whenever the bed, whenever the bed comes, it always drops a guard. That's the first thing. I think maybe it's just like register its presence or something. Oh. It drops it. And then whenever, if you are if you are resurrecting, you will leave it. If you're not resurrect, because if the bird are taking that God, that be God, Sarah won't have been alive. That's like to show that okay, this is like what is keeping you alive. And then maybe 
we don't we don't really even know the cause of Saru's death because you know Arola kept poured the content of the god away. That looked like ashes, right? He she poured the content away. But at the end, I saw like blood on the floor. So I don't know if it's because the um she poured the god content away or maybe they actually killed him. The first time Saru died, um the beginning, Saru was when the movie started, Saru was literally dead. And yeah, a bird came and it felt like the bird was asking him, What brought you here? Why are you here? Then they gave us a, a recap of how he got there. Then that was when Arolake hits him with the with the um stick. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. The beginning uh-huh. of the movie was Saru being dead and the bed appearing. The ending of the movie was Saru also lying down and the bed appearing and him standing up like the bed asking him, Why are you here again? I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. I get I get what you're trying to say, and um I feel like that. Um, that you see, like, um, like what you said, Kulia Fulanya does that. She leaves, um, so he leaves a lot of. So, what will happen is, is there going to be a part two? Is that the end of the story? No, it kind of end like that. He does that in his movies a lot, which I feel for me is a very brilliant thing to do as a filmmaker when you you kind of leave some sort of open so that if yes. eventually, imagine today now they come back and say there's going to be figurine two. A lot of people say, ah, we knew it. <laughs> the way that movie yeah, ended. Yeah, it would work. Yeah. You know, it would work. So the same, and I feel like that's a very brilliant idea. But the second part of um the bed coming back to ask, what brought you to this point? I mean, after you don't knock me six by six in the beginning, <laughs> I'll come back on the ask, and I'll chop your eyes out. I'm not even going to ask you <laughs> any question. What brought you to this point? I'll <laughs> chop out. The, 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 I mean, the way the story was painted, it's definitely going to be one single bed. It can't, they have, that bed cannot be many. It's just going to be one. Yeah. And things like that, and things like that, things like that, they don't forget. And again, remember when they were trying to analyze his power, when the oracle was saying, let them bring the power, let them go and test it. There was one statement the oracle, the oracle man said, he said, you, someone that death is already smelling around him. Yeah, you yeah I remember that part. Yeah, and again, if I'm if I'm if I'm really going to be honest, though, I feel like that part was just trash. Like, why was the why, why was the Haku guy so why was the Haku guy so like? I feel like the guy was talking from a, a place of eight. Like, ah, shame me, what? Yeah, was, this one just come now. What just come? Yeah, the guy was. Power. Yeah, yeah, that was what yeah, I felt. Was, for. I felt that he wasn't he even was necessary talking, in that movie. Yeah, yeah you know, do you was, get me? The way, the way he came, he felt like there was. A, I think there was a statement he made. He made it was like, oh, or oh, am I like so irrelevant to you people now because of you, um this? You get, you was jealous. Get. Was jealous. He was, he was <laughs> jealous, no doubt. So, but he made, he made this, he made the statement that you know, death is already around. You know, this guy, like he was very certain, like Ele, he couldn't run away, something. Like he could probably see what was going to happen. So again, for me, I want to believe, and it's, I want to believe that. I think that second part of him just waking up or just like have that you know that wow moment at the end i think that was just the effect he was trying to you know was trying to create but sarah don't die so if there's any story they want to continue it has to be the story of arolake if there's any story they want to continue but as much as sarah 
may so rest in peace wherever he is. Let him just <laughs> let him let him peace he out. Go. You know, like that. Let him, just, let him just let him just peace out like that. And um again, I feel like because like some of the things people were saying on Twitter, oh, you know, um, uh, what's the name? Um Saru did Arolake dirty and this and that. Me, I feel it's just a matter of first to know the pain, second to do, I go bust. I mean, you you were you were a queen. You understand? You were a queen that cheated on your king, and you now went to go meet somebody, and the person now did the same thing that you did to the king. So I mean, that's what they call that's what they call that's what they call karma. The queen, she cheated the other queens too, because if you know, if you remember. When it was time for um the king ah, to when she said she was sick. yes, and that ah. was not the first one. You know that one that she borrowed the mirror. I don't know what the mirror is in your yeah. If I catch you, my husband in your room again, when it's my turn, we are going to fight or something like that. She and I feel like she was doing it intentionally. That was what even made me feel like I'm pretty sure this girl did not have that. She said winch, she said winch. But I think, I think that part, I think that part, I think that part of her, you know, stealing the king line that she was sick was a retaliation to them breaking the mirror. That was what she no, did. That was not the yeah, first time. That was not the first no, 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 time. No, 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 no. The thing is, the thing is, it was obvious that the king, that she was the king's favorite, and she could not technically control where the king would go to sleep. Remember at first when the king went to go and sleep in um I think I think Fetia Balog was the one that played um that wife. I can't remember who played that role. Um when no, they were having Fetia the was the wife of the king in Ojumo. Okay, yeah, Ojumo, the other one. Yeah. 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 Uh, when they were when the when the when the king was having was, the conversation um, and so senior, what was her name? Okay, name? and it was like and the king was like, Oh, is it because like uh she was she was trying to ask the king like ah why is it that she be said i'm your number one i'm your this one this one but why is it that most time when it's my turn you don't come to sleep here you're always going to sleep and the king got angry i'm like is that why is this is this one is this what you want to be talking to me about then the king uh, got yeah. angry and the king left you know to go and leave so that one you could not literally blame her for that right if the no. king decides to say okay i mean again she's the new wife and this is it let's let's try also play this fact that she never give birth right so the king might constantly go there to the fact that okay she still never give birth let me keep going maybe let me go and drop you know the more your hair you understand the more we keep trying so i feel like it's really of it's really okay for for her to keep going for the king to keep going there but that the fact that she pretended that she was sick and the king came that was just a payback for oh at least you don't know waiting the pain then pass saying i went the king they can't sleep it down so maybe kuku con they made this uh, the king can't sleep it down every time that was just a payback Sorry, I have one question. So, who is the victim? <laughs> yes, oh, the wow. Victim. The bed is well, the bed. The chops is my sister. The natural bed. The bed chops. Ah, see, it's the bed that suffer. Ah, there's a, they're not the bed wood. See, store he's got more. <clears throat> okay, so before we go, let me just read some Twitter comments that I found funny. And you guys just know what you think. So, someone said, Men are so wicked. This Saru person got another woman pregnant, and he's telling Arola, "Okay, don't take it to heart. It's not a big deal." Oh, well, I remember that scene, and I'm like, "She should just slap him. She should just slap him." I, I feel, I feel for you. What the person said is the fact. She shouldn't take it, but because she left the king. <laughs> Let, let's be realistic. She left the king, a king that she was a favorite to, and she 
went out with this man. And I feel the whole movie was it was situated in a time in which getting more than one wife was a norm. You get yeah. for you to be exclusive, you have to say it ahead. And they never in that movie, they never at any point did Saru say you be my only wife. He never said that. And she well, was also married. Well, but even without him saying it, I feel like for the fact that. She, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that for the fact that she resurrected him from the clutches of death, gave him the power to be almost the next person after the king. Almost, she's the only one for you. <laughs> well, I disagree. Considering the time in which it happened, it was a time in which almost everyone, every man had more than one wife. So you have to tell me, oh, at least bring up the convoy and be like, oh, I'm this thing I'm doing for you. I hope I'll be the only one. Then if he says yes, you be my only one, and he does that, then I'm okay. Um, Saru, um, Saru is a bastard. But actually, she wasn't even giving birth, and there was nothing like surrogacy then. So he had to have a child at least. I don't think I don't think um any of this had to do with the fact that she wasn't giving birth. I think yeah, maybe that was like number three or number four or number five or even number two reason. But I think if you look at the old story very well, it borders down to fame and power. Saru got too much um, you know, yeah, with the power. I mean, it's it's natural, right? You have you have so much power and you feel you know you can do and undo. So the thing is, the first one that happened, I don't want to call it a mistake, right? I mean, it was carried away with the old bomb bomb and all of that. Bomb bomb get different size. Oh, while I it's all bomb bomb and he lost focus. So you could say, okay, maybe that one was not intentional, right? But after that, when he knew that, okay, I, I mean, myself, I'm living like a king now. What so what else? What else? What else is there? Oh yeah, let me begin to marry. And obviously, the excuse was always going to be, but you know, you cannot bond now, and I need to have an heir. That was always going to be an excuse, always. So it wasn't really even that was just like a backup plan that ah the catch person with his team meets you can't tell saying she been a mikuka so no beside is still am you know that's like that's like an excuse but I felt it was just because of the the new the new position which also brings uh, I think at the end of the day just a matter of what somebody would do when they finally taste power and money I feel like that was yeah. just that was just that was just, that was just it because that was just Saru yes. in general Saru finally got to a point whereby. He was not in debt to anybody. He was he was his own. He was living a king. So he felt like that was why he had the confidence to even say Omobalunfefe. It was that was that was where he had that confidence. Because at that point, he felt like, you know what? I'm above it all. I have the power. Without this with this power, I can do and undo. And that was just that was like his basic, you know, downfall. And if we are going to blame Saru for anything, I mean now Jejeli Jejeli, Saru the chop sugar mommy. Where you attack her for bush, you possess her. You can watch that scene again. So if 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 you are if you are going to blame anybody, more blame Awolake from the beginning because if Awolake had not attacked Saru in the bush, Saru for those days they shopping sugar mommy on a Loki sugar mommy well, really shopping the sugar mommy. Saru was greedy because Saru still went to tell sugar mommy to marry him. No, no, wait now, wait, wait now, wait now, see. See, so okay, so let's 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 flip let's flip let's flip it aside. You see, sugar daddy, we open shop for you, we do everything for you. 
and you don't define love, and you know, say the sugar daddy love you. And you say, Baba, ah, now just make just make this thing like a no say, me and you day, you know, once yeah. and for all. You understand? That, that was just this. I was like, okay, you know what? This woman has done so much for me, and I think I'm in love with her. And what does it do? I mean, as a man, I don't have a wife, and this is a woman that, you know, that point of sorrow dying, and Arolake went to go and wake him up, and the king did not look for her, does not even make sense. Was even uh, Sugar Mommy. Sugar mommy after the kiss, I do sugar mommy. They show yeah. sugar mommy, where sugar mommy, the monster. I say, ah, sorrow, You understand? <laughs> and they don't even come show the king. They do anything. In fact, only for my hand, we don't look so. There were too many loopholes that, I mean, again, like I said, there were so many loopholes that just made the movie like, ah, but why now? But why? But why? It's not like the ending where we can have a, a very reasonable debate like, oh, is he alive? Is he dead? Is there going to be a part two? You know, those are like very reasonable loopholes that you just leave for us to, you know, to decide. But that so part, no, 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 no. Yeah, that part wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't just this for me. But in terms of victim, I won't say anybody was a victim. If at all, maybe um, our lacquer was just, um, what they used to call it, casualty. She wasn't really oh, a victim. The real victim was the king. It was the king. He lost his favorite wife. Everybody oh. had their own role to play. Every, and everybody that's why I said Ojoro Castle Ojoro. Everybody did everybody their own at the beginning and they chopped everybody the they chopped the ah they chopped the results. Yes, everybody. So there's a tweet I saw about Bomb Bomb. They said Sarah saw Bomb Bomb and lost control of his senses. Booms can never have that kind of power. Bomb bomb is a major downfall of Saru. I will say that. Aside from being nah, nah. bomb bomb, bomb bomb finish him. You know, you know why I said that boost was finished. Go back and go and watch. Go back and go and watch that 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 forest scene again. When he pushed out for floor for forest, the first thing she did was to take off her uh, 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 uh <laughs> yes, but I need to immediately that took that. Immediately to that, I mean, you know, you know, when you are watching cartoon and all those cartoons, they have this expression where their eye just drop out from their eyes. Yeah, eye yeah. that was all. He brain, 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 and that was that was that was the genesis of everything, you know, that was the genesis of everything there. So now see again that if that if that forest scene if that forest scene had not happened sarah won't be where he was at that particular won't be won't be where he was so it was from the onset it was that forest scene you know that kicked that off started the whole the whole exactly how did our sugar mommy know all along? Ah, it, she it, has eyes everywhere now it's a small village yeah. i feel like other people actually knew because you knew. remember macaroni said that these people they always known. like to mind their business that people like to mind their business it's not like they don't and know plus, they know the 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 sugar mommy is someone of influence yeah she had, she had she's an influential person in the in the in the town right and um i think she you know she was the one that introduced uh introduced him to the palace the palace yes uh, so so obviously she was going to know what was, she would she would definitely know what was going to happen so there's another one here that says Arolake clearly doesn't know how to live in a royal polygamous home. Because why would they give you something to drink and you would just drink it like that? Which is true. I didn't expect her to drink that thing. I expected her to keep it in one corner. Then probably forget about it. Or tell the girl, 
to go and come back or something not to swallow the whole thing that that's, that's, not even, that's not even the one that actually made me confused you do you see she one she was a new person right two yeah. the way she was so hesitant to go away <laughs> three the way she was shaking and shaking like are you not smart are you stupid yeah, you just you, you you drink the whole container, you swallow everything in one gulp. Ah, hmm. now, I know if you blame her, now picking she did find, but again, again, you know that she was at first she didn't want to take it. She too, she had her own, she had that little moment, but she felt that oh, she and she had to finally drink it. And hmm. you know, you, but again, it's it's it yeah. made it's made up for the story anyway. Please, we got to know that she nearly died. Intentional. I was thinking it was intentional. Like she knew it was initially because the way she was asking questions and she drank it, I thought she knew it was actually poison and she just wanted to, I don't know, maybe she was tired of. <laughs> she just wanted to die and kill herself yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such, such, such. Because yeah. after questioning a lot, she, you were questioning a person and she felt like the person was kind of shaky, I know, and you still, you drank it. So that was why. I even thought she was pregnant she drank. i felt oh man when they brought it in i felt maybe it was something that maybe she was pregnant and she was going to have a miscarriage until she was telling sarah the story of how she moved i'm like oh so it was actually poison and you'd sit down and drink the container and see it's not that's not true true she can't live in a royal polygamous home and i'm sure that is why she also had issues with sarah's other wife she cannot live in a polygamous home they go kill you throw away for nothing so yeah, another tweet before we go. This is this will be the last one because oh, I'm actually enjoying the moment Saru slapped Arola K. I knew she would turn his present to past. That's anger management lesson one zero one. I need to learn that one because <laughs> when slap, he slapped her, slap. when he slapped her, I expected her to break something, do something. Ah, Mama did not talk. <laughs> ah, yeah. I said, no, see, I like I like the way she reacted. I actually like the way she reacted because that's how I am. If you like, if I'm kind of person that I won't react immediately, but what I will do for you, you will not like it. And uh, he suffered. Do you know, like, not like pod? Did she not put the kidney oh, away? I got to learn that thing. Oh, I need to learn it. Was it because of the slap or because of she heard it was, was this slap? It was a compilation of everything. It was a compilation of everything. If it not slap if it her, so slap the slap her. was like maybe like the icing on the cake, like oh, what just yeah. like well, I cannot do this anymore. Then because, because he had already taken a second wife, taking a third wife. There's nothing there in taking the fourth wife, but almost you not still told them her secrets that oh she was a queen in a kingdom, blah 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 blah. You can't slap her on top. Which he took third wife was actually short because that time. That child, that child was not up to. I don't think that child was up to one year old. Though. I don't know if it's just me. But I don't think that child was up to one year old. He was just taking the wives back to back, like uh, Gary. Just take Omo oh, and what's her name? Yes, yeah, Omo had a child. Yes, Omo no, had the a child. second wife. Omo was, was pregnant. The third wife. The third wife. The third wife. She was pregnant. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But then again, I need to learn because yeah. Omo. I think. I think she reacted to the slap the way she was supposed to react. She couldn't have done anything. Because looking at looking at the setting in which the fame was, you know, depicting, there was nothing she would have done. 
there was nothing. But women of those days, women of those days, is it not, is it not, is it not, yeah, is it not, women women of those days, left her husband's house? Like, I'm sure she must have done something. See, the reason, see, the thing is, Sholashobawali probably left, the thing is, about Sholashobawali is, Sholashobawali could have been a very, very promiscuous girl from the onset. Where we say, they feel be say they push and come up for husband house. Like for example, now what happened to um Arola Kebebai? She cheated and her husband, they cut her. Now the technical script will have been okay, they will chase her out of the house, and then she started, you know, because she started going about and you know, sleeping with men and all of that, right? Which ends the story that Mr. Macaroni was telling her. Ah, you don't you know that anytime, like now, young young boys like you know, and she they like, you know, she they change body and all of that. So I think they kind of already painted the picture like this one yes maybe she was married at one point but you could easily guess and say uh, if you had to guess why you know she's not married maybe it's because she cheated on her husband women of women in that era they would never at least not in that instance raise their hand or raise their voice on their husband not at that Try. maybe later they feel find way when the husband go come, come make her do she go say i no do or maybe you look and say okay you are I'll show you pepper, put poison for the food, make the husband chop, make it die. But at that point, they'll just take the snap like that. That was that was yes. that was just the only thing they would have done. That is the big bigger part of if they slap your left cheek, turn your right cheek and give them ah well, such a lie. We, we literally can't forget this was in a traditional setting. The old times, this was a norm, like it was a norm that women were, were like hundred percent sub submissive if your husband that was why your husband could also have another wife and he actually literally owes you no explanation you get that was the time unlike our present day so yeah i feel they depict the they painted the picture properly that was what was supposed to happen and that was how she was supposed to react and that was how she was okay okay so that answers that okay guys it's been an amazing conversation this conversation can go on and on and on but i know we all have things to do it was nice having the three of you on this episode. I'm really great. It was a really short notice. Like I literally talked about this on my way home. And I'm really glad you guys came through. Thank you for listening to The Witty Nigerian. Connect with The Witty Nigerian on Instagram at The Witty Nigerian. And if you enjoyed the show, subscribe and leave a raving review.